and welcome back to Punk Goes Pod, a very special episode. Yes. Uh, this is going to be one of our midweek episodes, which means one thing, we are joined by a special guest. Mm-hmm. We, uh, we have here Jono from Melbourne Doom Metal Band, Dr. Colossus. Hello and welcome, Jono. Give us a give Thank us an very intro as to, as to what you uh, what you do. Uh, I'm the lead singer and rhythm guitarist of um, said aforementioned uh, Simpson themed <laughs> doom rock band, Doctor Colossus. Keeping that a tightly held secret that it's a Simpsons themed doom band. Ah, yes. I didn't uh, even notice that you omitted that from the. <laughs> I guess the it is, it's such a like central part of like you got in terms of like that's what you are. So I imagine that is like the lead for pretty much every interview you ever do is like, haha, Simpsons, like. <laughs> But yeah, generally, yeah, and uh, which is fine. I think that's it's kind of everyone needs a little. It, you need an in somewhere, um, exactly. and if that's the if that's the first thing we talk about, then then that's great, you know. Well, I remember seeing a meme a few years ago, and it was someone at a party, and they're like, "Man, I don't know anyone here," and they just shout out Daniel Plan, and like <laughs> four different speech bubbles open up. Lisa needs braces. It's like cool. I made friends. Yeah, <laughs> it, it is the universal. Um, kind of unifier of um, broken and and distorted people. <laughs> yeah, it's a marker for our people, so to speak. And you do notice when, like, we have um, a friend, shout out to Jason, friend of the pod, who he didn't shout grow out. up watching The Simpsons. And so he's only just re- watching it now as an adult and picking up all the things that are just so intrinsic to us and... How yeah, cool! That's such a that'd be such a fun experience. It's yeah. wild. I'm kind of jealous for him that he gets to experience mm. it for the first time again. But, but in saying that, like, I don't know if I'd be able to trade off just the muscle memory that I've got of it. If that yeah. makes sense, like, it's nuts because it's honestly like it's from another planet at times. Mm. I think a lot of it, it's like, oh yeah, it's it's fine. I I can see why people liked it at a certain point, but it's like, yeah, it's all right. But it's like. I watch it again now, and I've been watching Simpsons episodes. Mm. We've been watching Simpsons episodes this week, preparing for this interview. And just boning up on our knowledge, so we don't look like complete dickheads. It's so still worry. Like- I I have to I have to bone up as much as I can on this stuff because I'm by no means you know a hundred percenter. And and every time a quiz comes up, I'm just like, oh god, here we I go. Gonna, I was going to ask, have you ever up. done a Simpsons trivia? I had to. Uh, not a not a trivia. There are there are those Simpsons trivia nights that pop up, and and every man and his dog tags the oh. band members yeah. to go. Oh, you should go along with this. Um, but I actually, I honestly think I'd stink at it. Um, right. I'm, I'm maybe I'm maybe I'd be better than I than I think. But um, I know Mike, the bass player in our band, is just like phenomenal. Like he's Rain yes. Man when it comes. To Simpsons. <laughs> and and if you know a few of those sort of people, you just like. I'm going to stay out of this. Like, oh this God. is all yours, baby. Yeah. yeah. We did do a trivia a couple of years ago. And Simpsons it was a trivia. A Simpsons trivia. And it was a team of three. And yeah, we just got stomped. And we were like, oh, yeah, we'll probably like place like pretty high up. Because no. like between the three of us, but might like, there were some absolute punishers there who just knew like the most minute yeah. details. Yeah. It's just like, oh, my God. And some of those People questions know were that... pretty out- outrageous. Yeah. Well. Sorry, I cut you off, Joanne. But- People who know the dates and, oh. and um, like when there's a date reference or like even a mathematical equation that's been shown in the episode that's yeah. true, like a real working, a really like accurate to, to real mathematics um, question. And yeah. I'm just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's ridiculous. Right here. It's like, I, that stuff's just so far beyond what I rank, oh what I lock in the brain. Exactly. All right, I'll, I'll pull it back from The Simpsons for a little bit and I'll do the very stereotypical interview question. Uh, what 
what bands sort of got you into playing Doom? And I imagine that's a, good, I can probably, that's a good question. I can probably say one of them. Would Black Sabbath be one of them? Yeah, probably. Um, it's yeah, I reckon so. Most of the time, I wouldn't have. When I was growing up, I didn't really think of Sabbath as a Doom band, which is kind of funny. Like, I guess they were like when I was trying to work out, like, oh, you're wearing a wind hand shirt, so I assume you're into metal at least. He's the metalhead. I'm, I'm the resident metalhead. Yes. Okay, Whereas cool. I'm with you, John, I was like, I wouldn't call them Doom, and Sam was like, no, they are. <laughs> yeah, but I think it, it's like um, the, when you start to get into the bands later than Sabbath that all used Sabbath as an influence, yeah. those bands were Doom bands, and yeah. So in in some ways, Sabbath kind of got labelled with the Doom moniker post. They're kind of afterwards. Everyone's like, "Well, they were the original Doom Doom band." You know, (laughs) that's where that's where Doom started, really. Um, And arguably, metal, I guess, heavy metal started with Sabbath. I uh, like at least in terms of the sort of evil sounding stuff. Um, So Sabbath was one, but I didn't know it. And I guess the band that really like flicked the switch and I was like, that's a doom sounding song or doom band would, would have been Goat Snake, a band called Goat Snake that was like very, very low tuned guitars, but super memorable melodic vocals that was just like, that was the best combo. Like I loved that combo. So I've, I, that's, what, that's what I chase with the, with the Colossus stuff. Uh, definitely like you nail that um like this is definitely getting into the perfect time of year as well to just embrace doom i feel i've been <laughs> going to work like getting up and getting out at like seven o'clock when it's still dark here in melbourne and it's like oh yeah just listen to bleak stuff and just i, I uh, think most of, yeah society doesn't realize how primed it is right now yeah <laughs> especially just just the environment out there and, and everything but then then Dr. Colossus comes along and it's like, the music is there, but I'm also smiling while listening to it. Yeah. So. It's a nice bit of levity amongst <laughs> all the other, which, and I'm saying that from a complete outsider where you'll put something on the car. I'm just like, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, like I am genuinely stoked on what Dr. Colossus does because I don't have that ear to pick up like the musical influences and stuff, but it just... It's so fucking catchy. Like, and yeah. then, yeah, you do have to scratch a bit below the surface to pick up on the lyrical, like, references, unless you're, like, a prime Simpsons head. And it's just, it's perfect. I love it. <laughs> Thank you very much. That's nice to hear. So, I mean, we've sort of touched on it, but how much, how much Simpsons do you have to ingest to really pick up on some of those references? Well, I guess, yeah, I don't know. I've never really thought about it from the listener's point of view too much. Um, I wouldn't have thought too much. Like mm. if, you, if you'd watched, if you'd watched the key episodes and the memorable um, kind of some of those memorable lines enough that you, your brain like goes, Oh, that's familiar. Yeah. I think yeah. that, I think that would be enough to sort of, to start putting together the, the clues. If you, if you were a very like novice watcher, um, most of the songs are like fairly explicit. Like we're yeah. not, we're not, we're not shying away from it. We used to kind of shroud it in, in a bit more mystery. And now the older stuff, everything was a metaphorical kind of reference to an episode. Yeah. So it could, it could be a real life story or it could be, you know, if, if you knew it was a Simpsons related episode, then you could, you could almost kind of go, Oh shit. I think it's that episode. <laughs> yeah. But now it, the, we're kind of embracing the ridiculousness a little bit more. Um, and so the, the more um, specific we can go with it and, and direct, it's kind of, that's where the fun is, I think, for us now. We're just sort of, we're not, we don't care about shying away from it because everyone knows that we're a Simpsons theme doom band or the Simpsons theme rock band. So, yeah, yeah we, um, we, we, I think you could probably just listen to it and, you would pick up something familiar along the way. Yeah. I think that's what I find 
so clever about it is like because we were listening to it yesterday and is it the song sex cauldron yeah i thought that place goes down um and like you can just listen to it on the surface and be like oh yeah like it's a narrative about someone who's been a bit down on their luck and like sort of struggling with love but then of course if you know you know sort of thing like it's you know that if it's crusty yeah. the clown then it's then it's deeper than just yeah. oh he's down on his luck it's like oh he's just he's a tragic character yeah. and the one place <laughs> that gives him a bit of comfort is the sex cauldron but unfortunately it closed down kid and my parents are like hey he's like you he's part of the zipper club but very funny that's that's probably the best the best if there was one element you could relate to crusty oh that yeah. is probably the most redeeming <laughs> yeah. one and also i'm just a piece of shit no. <laughs> <laughs> no other way should you relate to crusty the clown. <laughs> oh, man. do you do you find that um like with the Sif- the Simpsons element, I was going to say syphilis element. With the Simpsons yeah, the syphilis element, 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 we've kept that pretty under wraps, but you've really just blown it on that one. Now everyone that's knows. The, that's the Krusty the Clown influence. Right <laughs> Have you found that with like the Simpsons element, you are bringing in people who aren't as familiar with with Doom, like say, like this one who who was like, I didn't know that Black Sabbath was considered a Doom band. Mm. Just like, do you find people are coming in? to the to the genre i think so I'd, I'd say that um i guess that the word doom is a little bit kind of loaded and it used to be a little bit almost trendy for five or six years there yeah. it's not it's not it's lost a bit of it now but there was a time when it was popping like if, if yeah. there was a new doom band in melbourne i would be like "Ooh, gotta check that out like yeah. um I'm, 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 there was like a trend curve there for a little while yeah um and i think that if that brings people to shows, that's sick. And if, yeah. and if, and, and if anything, anything kind of shakes you out of your usual, um, the things you ingest usually culturally, then like, that's great. Like if, 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 if people come and and go, Oh, actually, you know what? I could see myself enjoying heavy music. I think that's, that's ideal. That's like the dream. That yeah. means like, you've stopped seeing what it is for like it's genre and it's kind of category and you're enjoying all these other aspects about it. And it's art that transcends genre. Um, so that's, that's great. If that happens, that's awesome. Um, but yeah, I don't know how many people would, would necessarily be converted to metal fans by listening to us, but if they enjoy it, that's, that's what we want. At the very yeah. least, like hard rock, I guess. But... Yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, and there's not that many like off. There's not that many obscure musical like. Even if you never listen to metal, I think the um, yeah, probably the most difficult track to get through on that record would be the first track, and then then it's easy sailing for you. Like it's just pretty pretty easy to ingest riffs. Um, yeah. Mm. No, very little kind of screaming, which screaming seems to be the one thing that puts people off metal. Yeah. Uh, yep. Sorry, you go. I, no, I just find that funny that, uh, like, to me it's never been, um, I guess I guess as a, an aggressive young um, teenager, I wasn't aggressive, but I was um, angsty. Yeah. Then... I guess the screaming thing is like, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> like, just it just you just accept it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Some people never do. Yeah, I 
I must admit, it's just, it's easy core. I can't, it's when it's just all, yeah, I've had this conversation so many times on so many episodes of this pod and it doesn't even make sense to me because I was also an angsty teen, but I guess I leaned towards emo as opposed to screamo. And so then it just sort of went from there. But I think, yeah, what I really enjoy about Dr. Colossus is it's like very, it feels very welcoming. Like there isn't that sort of, and again, I'm saying this as a complete outsider to like the scene, but like, there's, there yeah, there's no scene. Well, there's a scene, but you, you, you're not an outsider. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but like, there's no sense of pretense. Like, it's just very like, hey, like, come and jam to these songs, pick up a reference or two. Like, you're that's great. You're that's not intentional, but that's great. Good. I'm glad that that happens because, like, it's yeah, you're just you're sort of welcomed in to have a good time. Like, yeah. you don't need to have an encyclopedic knowledge of be it Simpsons or even just genres or like, like, yeah, it's just, it's a fucking good time mm. and I like it. Yeah. I mean, it's the same as like the, our audience, I guess is a similar vibe to, to a stand up. how I imagine if you were in a stand up comedian, yeah, there's, there's different types and styles of stand up, and then there's different, uh, um, you know, some people would hate slapstick comedy. Some people mm. just yeah. like, love that kind of like deliberately offensive comedy or um uh you know visual gags and musical comedy but yeah. like i think if if people were coming to one of our shows and they they're already in on the joke most of the time yeah um and that's kind of enough to get a nice vibe in the room like yeah. there's just there's before you even hear the a track before we even kind of plays play get up on stage or and wear our stupid costumes there's already like a bit of a feeling in the room of like well we know what <laughs> we know <Yeah>. what's coming <laughs> yeah. we don't know what you shape know, or you... form yeah we don't know how it's going to manifest but like we know this is like a space where stupid shit's going to go go down <laughs> and 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 i think people can re- people just relax a little bit more like yeah everyone everyone in our crowd seems pretty kind of um pretty chilled and like yeah. ready for ready for a laugh and a good time and and a, and, a, and a rock show, but the 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 positivity I guess just comes from being like, well they don't care, so I I don't really care either. Yeah. <laughs> so I was I was going to mention the uh, the stonecutters <laughs> robes that you uh, have acquired. In, I've seen on the the photos. Um, and I, yeah, unfortunately, I haven't been able to get to any shows recently. So, do you do you go out on stage in the Stonecutters garb? Yeah, we um, so we we often, and it it, it wasn't deliberate, but it sort of manifested in a bit of a, a religious experience kind of vibe, where we would wander into the back of the venue rather than walk onto the stage. Would come through the crowd, and um. <laughs> the big stuff that's in a lot of the photos, yeah. which is actually just sitting beside me, this plasma cut steel. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. <laughs> lights up. We would wander. We would just wander through up. the back. Yeah, it's got it's got lights rigged to it. Our friend Carl from the band Smoke Witch made it with, um, I don't know how he did it, but, like, yeah, used a steel plasma cutter and did all this stuff. But, um... So yeah, we'll wander in from the back of the crowd and and kind of pre-COVID times we would we would rest our hands on people's heads and like yes. almost almost blessing them and setting the scene and then the show would start after that. But those kind of um yeah, I guess that theatrics kind of the 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 more we'd sort of dip our toes into it, we were like, Oh, this is this works, this That's is so good. Fun, like this not only does it pump the crowd up but it would pump us up a bit as well this is yeah. just this is just a nice reset from you know gig is starting now yeah you 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 have permission to be absolute idiots <laughs> and it is also like that that difference of you know when you're going to see a band and you know you got like the 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 setting up of the stage and everything is like okay well i can kind of expect to you know the lights will go out in 10 minutes and the band will come on and the music will start and I, I love that there's, I love that there's like a ritual 
to adopt a Colossus show. Yeah. Yeah, ritual. That's a good word. Yeah, for sure. I, I like, have... Sorry, you go. No, no, no. I had nothing. I was just, uh, I was just fluffing along. Just vibing. I have to ask, yeah. how, how uncomfortable is the, uh, the Stonecutter leader headgear that you've got there? Yeah, it's brutal. I'll yeah. give you the... I'll give you the inside. I've got it here too. Oh shit! So it's actually a, it's actually a bike helmet under there. <laughs> and um, we're taking away the mysticism my, of this. I feel like we shouldn't be talking. No, about this is good. This is like a BTS, and also like the the whole like my, the pile of boxes in the background. You know, this is kind of, sort of like the raw the raw um ins and outs. But yeah, th- so that's like that's basically. Bike. It's like a helmet that um has to be because it's so top heavy. I have to tighten it really tight on the back oh. of my skull, oh. so it doesn't sort of topple over. So like when often when I it, it'll affect the way I have to walk with it on. But yeah, quite rigid, rigid and and when I move, I have to move like this. So it kind of changes <laughs> changes the body language a bit. Um. But yeah, I need one of those long... for my posture. I reckon, Jesus. Oh yeah, my neck's stiff enough as it is. That's just making nah, it. it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't help. My posture is absolutely cooked, and that thing doesn't <laughs> help it at all. It absolutely. It's probably made it worse. How many songs in do you usually get before it's gone? Uh, I I think we played one show where I had it on for this during the first song, and never again. It's only ever an entrance or exit. Yeah. type scenario there's no way i'd play a show in it <laughs> it it kind of makes me think of the brisbane band portal and oh yeah kind of like he, atmospheric and he would go on with a clock on his head oh my god and it's yeah. like i'm kind of imagining dr colossus is like the 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 light to their dark like because their music is i feel like they're very much trying to make anti-music almost in their form of death metal just like we're going to make this, but you're not going to like it. And, <laughs> and like, you, then there's you guys and you've got your, like, your rich. A lot less, yeah, a lot less accessible, maybe. I mean, <laughs> yeah. that doesn't, there's appeal in that too, obviously. Yeah. Like, accessibility is not always an appealing um, trait. But, yeah, Portal, I, I would love to have a, a BTS with Portal of, mm. of the... See whether there's any black helmets going on under those clocks. Yeah. We should yeah. try and manifest that for the next one. Uh, they're very secretive, though. I oh, just shit. I just know that they come from Brisbane, which is, like, it's a really strange place to have an incredibly dark band, to have, like, just a very bleak band comes out of a very sunny place of Brisbane. True. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. I guess you've got to have pressure to get diamonds, and there would be quite a lot of... Um, there would be quite... <laughs> Quite a lot of frustrating and annoying parts of living in Brisbane, yeah. I suspect. <laughs> well, yeah, we can't really talk at the moment, but also still. Anyway. Yeah. Lol. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we won't go down that path. No. No, we, we know. We know what Melbourne's like at the moment. Um, Starting to get there. Yeah. How, how, how was the process of, because you released... Now I'm going to bring it up because I always forget the line. Uh, I'm a stupid moron with an ugly face and a big butt and my butt smells and I like to kiss my own butt. What was that? Like, I guess it's, it's a very basic question, but also there's layers to it, like releasing that during our lockdown, which if there's mm. any international listeners out there, our lockdown last year was fucked. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and if there's any international listeners out there, they're probably their their COVID numbers were probably fucked too. But true, yeah. Um, yeah. I guess the the lockdown for us was so um, there was no grayness to it. It was very black and white yeah. for those early lockdowns. Yeah. Um, and I think maybe like by two point lockdown, we were pretty well accustomed to the fact that shit was stopping like yeah yeah <laughs> everything was just like stop um and i think it's selfish to say this but and 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 i think you've got to be 
somewhat in a privileged position to be able to say it, but there were some elements of the lockdown which were great. And like, I actually didn't mind, I actually didn't mind being forced to stop. Um, And it's probably something that we should do as a society a little bit more in a micro sense, not in a lockdown. Yeah. Yeah. But, But there was no competition with other bands. There was no, um, this this idea of like um, we're not being produ- productive. We need to plan for this tour. We need to get cracking. We need to release this thing. It was just like that all stopped because no one else was going to do anything. So yeah. it was like freeing. It was freeing of any any of the kind of boring parts of being in a band. And it, we just got to become kids again for a little bit and just be like, well, I got so much time on my hands. Like we could just start writing a record and we could probably start sending each other tracks and recording it. Just, just good old fashioned email. Here's, here's, here's a riff. Here's a riff. Nice. And we were so lucky that there was a gap in the middle of one of those. I can't remember when it was, but there was a gap that we had like a couple of months or a few weeks. And we were just like, let's get in a room and just record. And and we we didn't have sort of the chance to to go and get a studio or do anything like that. We just my brother Joel's a sound engineer and mixer. Yeah. And he's just like, Yep, I'll do it. Let's just let's just crack in. And so yeah, we were super lucky because I think there was this there was this stage right in the middle of it all where we just recorded it and then we could tweak it. We went back into lockdown not long after and everything just yeah. stopped again. And we just tweaked from our own little towers. We just like I would send I would send new vocals in, and and Joel would mix it, and and Joel would record lead, and we sort of patched together the final flourishes of the record from afar. Nice. Um, and it was sick because we all live. We don't all live in Melbourne, so yep. it's it's it started a process that that's how we'll do everything. We'll just we'll just. Um, we'll come together for the bit where we want to be like the live band and we want to vibe and we want to get like the energy of playing. And then the rest of it, we can actually sort of sit back and be a bit more objective and, and be like, well, that sucks. Let's fix this. <laughs> Let's... But it this sounds means... like, and to use a cliche, it sounds like the batteries were recharged almost and you came in with, you know, tons of energy, renewed energy to, to you know, kick some ass in the recording studio i think yeah i think so and also like um i know if i know a lot of bands and in a bigger scale and and bands that take themselves artists bands are kind of in 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 the in the pop world and big pop like you know big record selling um acts very few bands mainly artists on their own or producers that have artists with them um but you need to have almost a 12 month plan and a cycle if you're going to do a release that encompasses like a tour schedule and an album cycle so every every like it's such a regimented boring tried and true and it works and it sells records it's just a boring fucking routine that they all go through where it's like then the single comes out (laughs) <laughs> then the album releases then we drop another single we announce a single tour then we do an album tour and you'll yeah. do like you know you'll tour you'll do an international tour and you'll finish in australia because that will be your biggest shows and those will be filmed and then we release an, a live album after that with a dvd and it's like they plot out like the how the 12 months is going to go yeah and covid just absolutely smashed all that sort of planning out the window so no one released anything like yeah. big bands, I think Taylor Swift was just like the only one of those crew that were like, well, stuff this, I'm just going to like pump out like 10 records and, yeah. and like do the opposite. So like, yeah. yeah, no touring means that a lot of bands that relied on or artists that relied on music as their primary source of income, they were sort of right up shit creek. Yeah. There would have been so many, it would have been album uh, there would have been um record companies that have given artists a stack of money pre-covid 
Yeah. That we're just like, holy shit, we're <laughs> never going to get that investment back. Like, I'm never going to recover from this. <laughs> yeah, I'm never going to financially recover from this. <laughs> whereas, whereas, you know, if in a band like us, it's just like, well, we've all got jobs as well. Yeah. And we we're lucky enough to keep them, which is still insane. Yeah. And, and we, it just took all the pressure off. So we could actually just be fully, yeah, it, it actually just felt like we were kind of in kid mode again when we were That's in band. Awesome. Like it's when you first start a band, it's just like there's no pressure. No one expects anything. Yeah. Sick. Let's just do this. And, and, and I think it turned out well because, because of that, everyone was sort of like when you release a funny record in a time that's not very funny. Yeah. It just makes it it just makes it so much more of a relief. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, we all definitely cling to those pieces of art or releases that do give us some sense of comfort. Um or have if you you're seen that oh sorry to cut you off. What no, were you gonna say there? I think I know what you're gonna ask, so please do. Um, is it Bo Burnham? Fucking yes. <laughs> I I fully lost my mind in the fourth lockdown. Now that we're out, I and yeah, I've watched it a couple of times already. And fuck me, it's so good. I'm curious and to like, know: Have you watched it? Yeah, so I watched it, but I hadn't, I hadn't, I hadn't been aware of him before that, which was kind of yeah. nice. Um, yeah, no, I, same. I went went back and visited some of his old stuff, and it hasn't aged that well. No, but he it has kind not. of. I think he might even sort of seems like he acknowledges that a little bit in the new thing. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of think that that's, that's a real shower of a relief. You feel this relief watching yeah. it where you're like, oh, he's acknowledging this thing that yes. everyone feels but can't quite articulate and he's articulating it in a new way that's, it's, you know, his articulation of it is so much more truer than how I can even like process it in my head. Yeah. Like I can't, yeah. so hard to articulate how a, a lockdown or how a pandemic is making you feel while you're in it. Yeah. When you, when you see someone else articulate it in a different way, you're like, Oh, that's so, Oh, that is so true. Like, Oh, and yeah. so, yeah, those, those bits of art that came out, particularly that, that was, I'm just like, yeah, there's there's some really incredible poignant stuff that will come out of it. And yeah. on the same token, there'll be there's some absolute garbage that came out because of <laughs> no budget and like all COVID related content. Yeah. Yeah. They're pretty boring. Yeah, I'm waiting for those first like COVID related romance movies and that oh, sort of stuff. No. Love in the time of COVID. Yeah, love in the time of COVID. <laughs> I've started seeing like because every now and again I watch TV, TV, and like yeah. NCIS and some of those shows, the characters are all wearing masks. I don't know oh if you've seen. God. It's <laughs> so fucking weird, man. Like, I almost want that. It's uh, I see it and then I'm like, well, you know, I guess they're trying to. It's true to life, but yeah. also like, I don't want to see this on TV. Like, I want I, you yeah. to, I want you to wipe this from the history books. Like, just. Don't worry about putting your characters in masks. Like, yeah. let's just let's just pretend that in 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 life, like we didn't do that. Like, yeah. for the sake of for the sake of TV, like <laughs> it's like all the characters are just like having like extremely important. I mean, as important as NCIS gets dialogue, <laughs> and their faces are covered. I was just like, man, this is this is strange times. It's- Can't read their emotions. Yeah, yeah, I know. They're, they're really drawing on their They draw there. on their eyebrows yeah. to show that they're angry. <laughs> I think, like, yeah, there's definitely... I I have this reflex just all the time at the moment. Like, we simultaneously, like, between third and fourth lockdown, like, things got very normal and, like, you go back to your office and you do work and you just sort of present the exact same way you did back in like early March 2020. But then at the same time, yeah, like we just sort of have to, like we've all collectively been through this completely cooked time. And so there's like an urge to talk about it like 24-7, like what the fuck, but then also 
yeah, like I don't want any records of I don't want people wearing masks on TV. I don't, like because then it's like no, that actually happened. It wasn't just in your head. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I guess it's kind of it, it's kind of similar to grief. Like it's that thing Absolutely. of like you want anyone that's going through grief to know that you're there for them and that yeah. you acknowledge that something horrible's happened. But at the same time, like whenever there's a relief or, or someone changes the subject or there's like a new um, tact, it's yeah. like it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. like let's like tell me something else. What else exactly. is going on? Like, yeah, the sooner we can get off that topic, that's great. Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah, I, we yeah. would find we would find too. Like even just walking around when you walk around Melbourne, I remember when like lockdown started to lift and you could walk around and you'd see people out and about walking around like that never walk. Yeah, and it's like, <laughs> the conversations that all be like having the same conversations as they'd walk past. So it'd be like. Well, they found a link to that mystery case the other day out in Craigieburn, and and it's like that like there's just this rhetoric going around and around in circles. Everyone's having the same like, you know. Yeah. And I'm having them like I I'm know. no, I'm not, you know, I'm the same. Not exempt. Yeah. See that guy who went to six barbecue places and um was a super spreader. Like, <laughs> I just love that we were all rooting for that guy. So we like, I hope he found his barbecue. But then I think it turns out he was trying to buy a franchise or yeah. something. It's just like, oh, ah. like, come on, mate. We just wanted you to have some smoked meat. We didn't want you to be a one percenter. <laughs> yeah, I know. Now That's amazing. Like, he was a real mover and shaker. I could have just bought into like some bullshit from the Australian or something, but like, I'm pretty sure. Oh, I know that. It's a good story. That's great. <laughs> I, I just like it was just such an immediate heel turn. It was just like, nah, fuck that guy. It wasn't it wasn't barbecue. It was barbecues galore. Like, general. Oh, uh, yes. The, the company. Yeah, that's great. He was a mogul. I know. Like, we were all rooting for him, and then it turned out he was one of the people who was responsible for all this bullshit in the first place. And, oh, <laughs> tin foil hat. But, yeah. Um, anyway. So that's my rant about yeah. the barbecue man. I only really ingest COVID stuff by every day I come up to you and go, what are our numbers today? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're, you're the numbers guy. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just saying at brunch yesterday with some mates, like... Because we were able to go out to brunch. I know. Incredible. Um, so good. Like, yeah. I still remember when it was quote small enough that like I would pull up like the global dashboard and be like, oh no, it's now in I don't know, Mongolia or something like. Yeah. And then it's just like we were saying like. Good old days. I know. And like now we don't have the headspace to focus on like more than one city. It's like I don't care what's happening in New South Wales right now because prices, like fuck you guys, we're just focusing on ourselves right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And that uh, that, there'll be a big cost, big cost in that. Absolutely. The way that we're, we've become very, um, self-centered in terms of our own how how we're how our own areas are affected exactly between melbourne and the regions it's just like which i never called the regions before covid i know yeah yeah it's like yeah i I don't know how half of it's going down there like yeah we're just in this in this world up here exactly it's like my family down in ryan they were like wait we're metro (laughs) We have to be. We have to be part of this. Like, Come we're on. going down. You're coming down with us. <laughs> yeah, even more reason to. <laughs> exactly. Like you're not getting out. The more of beautiful life, like... the more beautiful the spot is, you're getting punished yeah. for that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's right. I I am not a beach person, so I just assume that anyone who lives on a beach town is punishing themselves. <sighs> we should pull this back to. <laughs> yeah, we got related. off track. I know. We tend to do that a lot. No, no. I'm always open to talking about Bo Burnham because, yeah, between that and Hamilton in the last two years, like Sam has just been given a run for his money. I really feel for him, but also. But also I watch professional wrestling, so, (laughs) and we only have one television in the house. Yeah. It goes both ways. So, yeah, it's it's been a beautiful time in lockdown. I do want to ask, like, not like, do you remember the moment? But number sixteen on the Aria charts for, do you have a do you have a 
word that you shorten the album to because again i can't remember what the entire just i'm a stupid moron is that i just say the new record if if it's if it's for the sake of speed then yeah yeah, there's no way there's no need to to say the name that and that and my clumsy brain will just not remember the entire line uh so yeah number 16 on the aria charts that's huge yeah amazing yeah Huge wild yeah. thank you yeah i think a big part of that's the the vinyl aspect um yeah. which was cool um but yeah we just had like we were, we had this sort of option when we were pre-selling the record our merch sellers the guys that kind of pack and post everything off um yeah. shout outs to down merch mm-hmm. they were just like um are you registered for aria and i i was like what are you talking about (laughs) stop mocking me and they were like no no no, like yeah yeah we're serious like you might you might you've got quite a few pre-sales already so you might register register for the charts you never know yeah okay all right sure and then we just forgot about it and then i think we'd we knew we'd sold probably close to i don't know we'd sold over like 300 400 pre-sales on a rec on the records yeah and um, but we didn't we didn't know how many digital pre-sales or or in the week of the actual release we had no idea of figures. Yeah. And then yeah, we just sort of saw an article pop up in midweek, and it was like Doctor Colossus is set to chart in the top thirty, and we're like, what the hell? And, and then on the day of the release, it was like top five artists top five Australian artist album yeah, and top, top 16, like globally, like global That's artists incredible. in Australia. Like what? That's amazing. <laughs> like, something's gone wrong there or the chart's broken because <laughs> that's absurd. So, yeah, it was just um, all the stars aligned, yeah. luckily enough, at that, at that, in that week and we had a really like, yeah crazy result from it that's incredible and because i'm looking i'm looking at the uh the charts and yeah you're in between billy eilish and then ed sheeran was at oh. number 18 so <laughs> i mean in the in billy and ed's defense they're probably moving that amount of records every week like True. we've we've debuted there <laughs> um and I, I guarantee we'll be we'll be saying sayonara to delta and billy Aww. and all those crew pretty soon I feel like but you it was need nice a plaque of in. some description just to acknowledge this. Like, just we'll make like, our own little plaque. Exactly. Get like a vinyl that didn't like press properly to spray paint it gold and just like Sharpie. <laughs> yes. Number 16. Like I will do that and send it to you in the mail because that's wonderful. I mean, you could just title it, We Beat Ed Sheeran This Week. Ha <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Fuck that guy. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. No, nah, pretty wild. We were, yeah. We were very happy with that. Like, yeah. just sort of um, validates you. Like, to those that don't know you, the band and or know anything about yeah. what, what's been happening, it's all of a sudden like a, oh, shit. That's yeah. cool. That's so, awesome. yeah. Yeah. I did want to talk about the uh, the album art to the the new record and – if I'm not mistaken, it being an homage to Dope Smoker by Sleep. Uh, yep. Is, is there, um, like, it's it's beautiful artwork and, like, the incorporation of, of you know, Simpsons references into that, which I, I always sort of looked at it as, like, kind of Dune, kind of Star Wars, sci-fi, yeah. world gone to shit maybe, or, like, a, you know, different sort of world. Um is there is there plans in the future to you know incorporate the same sort of thing with other you know famous you know album artwork because I'm I'm a big album artwork guy like mm. well yeah. there's not really any plans for like future releases artwork wise mm-hmm. um, there's I guess we've always had in the back of our mind we I, I want to release an an album like a lot of artists will release a black album or a white album or a yeah. Weezer release every yeah. color under the sun. <laughs> um, yeah. 
we'll probably release a yellow that's just the skin tone <laughs> yellow. Um, so that's like that's in the cards, and I guess that does fit in with your love for tributes to uh, famous album art. Yeah. This one was purely like a fluke. Like it almost wouldn't have, it, it, it wasn't going to be as specific and as directly homaging the sleep cover. Um, we just found a whole bunch of reference images that we'd loved mm. of other, other bands artwork. And we gave it to Glenn Smith, yeah. the guy that does all our stuff. And he was just like, and we're kind of like, oh, you know, if it's kind of similar to that sort of vibe of like, you know, that any any scene where you've got a landscape that dwarfs a character, that's kind of what we're going for. Like yeah. that stereotypical, like beautiful doom scape. Yeah. yeah. Every doom band under the sun loves. And um, and we're going to call this album this. And, and he was like, <laughs> yes, wait, cool. Um, leave it with me. And then he just sent that back and we're like oh my god that's way too explicit like we're gonna get shut down and i love that and yeah then it was just that moment of like this is so dumb like i mean let's just do it like let's just see what happens who cares and yeah it just stayed it was just like one of those situations of like we can't do this and then usually that's a pretty good sign that you should do it Exactly. What's the old saying? It's better to ask for forgiveness than for permission. Exactly. Yeah, exactly right. Especially yeah. where, like, a conglomerate as big as The Simpsons and or, like, such a renowned piece of art is concerned. It's just like, nah, fuck it. Like, yeah. throw it at the wall and see if it sticks. I don't know. Yeah. Like, it's like, worst case scenario is Disney send you a season. <laughs> and then that's another thing that you can, like, put up on the wall is that cease and desist from from Disney. Yeah, exactly. We did it. We did <laughs> yeah. it. Band, band finished. <laughs> Game over. <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh, that's you win, you win music. <laughs> exactly, yeah. You've reached the end of the music industry, now go home. You have clocked music oh. now for New Game Plus. <laughs> In terms of, like, directly referencing, like... Well, I guess the Simpsons in this sense, like, have you guys ever sort of considered going down that track of like doing direct covers of like songs in the key of Springfield type sort of things? Like, yeah, yeah I guess because it's, it's such an easy bar to reach, but also I can fully understand just sort of being like, nah, like mm. not for us, that kind of thing. We're pretty keen on doing it. Yeah. But I think like anything, it's got to be done. We need to find where the gag is with those things. Yes. So yeah. just just playing those songs in and same same goes with any cover we've done in the past. Yeah. It's we can play the cover through our sound and our filter, like our yeah. our, our guitar sound. We'd play it low tuned. I'd sing mm-hmm. it you know cleanly like there'd be there'd be like sonic kind of references that yeah. Are the same yeah um and that could be cool like it'd be interesting but i don't think it'd be very funny necessarily yeah yeah um but we think it will be possible like we want to do it we just want to make sure that it's like we bring something to it that's new as well um yeah and and, and maybe that be maybe that means that like it's a medley and it's like really nice. cleverly, a cleverly woven medley that, that throws a whole bunch together. Yeah. Um, that, that would be cool. And like, um, yeah, like uh, there's so many good songs on the Simpsons. Like, yeah. Yeah. It would I, be, it would be sick. I think like, cause that's a conversation. Obviously we pretty much have every week in terms of like what constitutes a good cover versus phoning it in versus, it's perfectly fine, but why does this exist? Kind of like not in a horrible because like it's valid in some sense, mm-hmm. but yeah, you do want to bring something new to the table in covering. Like something. I particularly love when. Oh, sorry, your um my internet cut out then, or or yours no. cut out, and I, I interrupted you. No, all good. No, please jump in. I think yeah, carrying on from what you were saying, I think particularly like. When you see like a version on Triple yeah. J's 
artists doing um like often the they'll do, there'll be tracks that are covered by a genre that's totally different and it puts yeah. in that puts in a new light and you appreciate the song somehow you appreciate the song differently and and sometimes more yeah and same gen, gender um like just distorting the gender of who the person singing the song is and to yes that can also that can also really change the way the song's interpreted and that's yeah. that's pretty i find that stuff really interesting too um where you go oh, oh i never i never thought that song i've never thought about that song from the perspective of yeah. a woman yeah um this changes like that changes everything about that song to me like that actually makes it more profound um so i'd love i'd love that to be the out, outcome of it you know if we were going to yeah. cover going to paint a wagon <laughs> like i would want it to be like holy shit like have you heard their cover of paint, <laughs> paint a wagon like it it is phenomenal like I, I, it, yeah rather than just be like yeah I'd, I'd love to even even like the snippets that you hear of songs like um uh can i borrow a feeling when um, <laughs> um <laughs> even just the sheer amount of like metal merch that's come out of that kirk van houten like yeah, the yeah. cover, it's yeah. just that in itself like it already just beautiful like chef's kiss but no please continue <laughs> yeah yeah exactly there's like i i think that the, the, the humorous part of that is that we don't know the rest of that song yeah like, there's, yeah. there's obviously like there's this whole fucking thing there behind it and, and we're just getting a little glimpse. Yeah. And so I love, yeah, I'd love the idea of being like that glimpse that you got here is the full thing. Yeah. Like, extrapolate we'll, like, We write, we write the whole album of his oh, thing. Fuck, that you know, would be so good. I don't know. I think, <laughs> I think for me, for me to do that, for me wanting to do the covers would be to also, have this massive like a huge twist and just and like try and really make it something different yeah it would be like the sequel to thrill ho and hit it sad sequel to Thrill though. Just this is what Millhouse's life is probably gonna Aww. end up. <laughs> yeah. And those are the, that's the best they're the best parts of the Simpsons. Those real bittersweet, heartbreaking kind of the way that they'll the way that they portray it in quite a callous way. Yeah. I find I find that so funny. <laughs> like I shouldn't and it's a horrible thing to say, but like my favorite moments are always those ones of like gill trying to sell consumers. oh i know yeah just like in in real life that is like if, if you if you're walking around a shop and an older an older person is trying to work on commission and trying to sell you something it's like this is yeah. tough hey. but the simpsons just deal with it with such a kind of callous levity that you're just like oh my god yeah <laughs> is hilarious this i'm pretty sure the story man. of how sorry you go no, that's it that oh. like it's just it's just that 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 horrible kind of situation that these characters are in and the simpsons is just like leans right into it <laughs> and i always get the feeling like gill only works on commission like there's no like base salary as well like he has to make commission because he's the only guy there that is on this horrible plan but I, I think the story of 
how Hank Azaria came up with the voice of Kirk was basically because Kirk came after Millhouse and was, he was like, well, I'm going to listen to uh, whoever voices Millhouse and um, basically you're going to do the, the, the father version of that, but I'm going to make it a bit sadder as well. <laughs> Uh, I guess just one of the last things I want to ask, has there been recognition from anyone from like the Simpsons or like has, Not, has anyone from sleep reached out like Matt Pike gone? Hey, that's cool. Album cover. <laughs> that's cool. Now get the fuck out. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even think we've, I don't, I don't think we've made that much of a blip in the US's um, psyche yet to nah. be, to be uh, seen um let alone remembered but um i do know that harry shearer was interviewed so i had a friend that was working on the project for a oh, while sick. As, yep. as like a cameraman or uh, as like a writer and um he had said that he had mentioned to harry shearer like talk to harry shearer about the band and i was like well that's that's crazy he would have been like I don't care, but like, that's, that's pretty amazing to, to know that he, you know, was filled in about it. Um, he would have said, yeah, well, I was in Spinal Tap. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah. What an amazing guy, like crazy life, crazy, like set of work that he's done. Yeah. Um, that period where it was like he was leaving the Simpsons, but then he didn't. Oh yeah. Sorry. I cut you off. John. Yeah. No, not at all. Yeah. He, um, so we haven't had any like um, direct, you know, contact through the Simpsons, but um, yeah, Oakley Doakley have, which is oh, pretty amazing. Sick. Yeah, um, and and like yeah, Simpsons. So yeah, we're quite good good pals with those guys now. And um, I was talking to um, Head Ned at one point, and he <laughs> was like, "We got an email that was that was like um, from." Uh, the Fox Corporation or whatever it was, and uh, and he was like, "We're this is it, we're done." And um, it was like, "Yeah, can we play? We love this clip. Your clip. Can we play it at the end of an episode?" Oh my god! And he That's was cool. just like, "Yeah, we win music now." Yeah. <laughs> they won. And um, so yeah, like that that sort of um, that is so nice to hear the recognition that the show at least goes you know tip of the hat like yeah we, we, we see you and we know that you're having fun with with the characters and you're having fun with this world and you respect it and you love it and that's why you're doing it so i hope that when the time comes that they catch up with us that it's positive on like season 75 or something oh yeah that's not in a courtroom yeah yes. yeah that's the best possible outcome of most things, so. Well, we had a we had a really brief, weird instance of maybe someone. No, it turned out to be false. It did turn out to be false, but we Emma shared a picture of our cat on Instagram, as you do, and a fake Nancy Cartwright. No, so it was it was Nancy Cartwright's account, uh, like viewed my story. I was like, what? Like that's hilarious. Oh. How? But it turns out that she had essentially engage with like some sort of marketing agency to like just get a bunch of I don't even know like fake interns or just like fake views like almost like a bot kind of thing where like if it says like oh yeah Nancy viewed your profile of course you're gonna go oh my god like she's my new best friend follow like that's genius yeah I know it's just and sinister but that's cool yeah look yeah without like saying anything that'll get a letter in our mailbox, but like that, I kind of am not surprised by that given her affiliations with a particular church, I guess. But, um, ah, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. it just Bye-bye. like, yeah. So for like 15 minutes, I was like, okay, I feel like the coolest person on the planet. Yeah. And I did a quick Google, I was like, ah, shit. <laughs> I had a Gadsby once commented on one of my Instagram posts, and now oh, you've yes. got me thinking, now you got me thinking, like. Damn you, Hannah! You got some bot there doing that. You don't care. No, not Hannah. We love Hannah. So it was out of. It was very random too. It was like um, a comment I, I left in um when I went to Mona 
in their guest book, oh, I, yeah. wrote, I wrote like, um, yeah, not cutting edge enough, not, um, not very profound, very safe, like just all these kind of opposite things to what that actually was really like. And then it was like, Hannah Gadsby has commented very good. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> the hell? Has she been trolling through Mona's like tagged Mona art? Or like, how the hell did she find that? And she but then is- I was also like, every time Hannah Gadsby popped up in something, I'm like, oh, I'll watch that. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> she commented on something. She studied art history, I think. So yeah. like that would make sense that she's sort of like, hmm, I'm interested in what these other people think of this particular exhibition. Oh, yeah, it was gotcha. this Jono fellow. But- and also as a comedian, she probably went, haha, that's funny. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So good, you've won good art point. and you've won comedy and you've yeah. won music. So like I think you could take the weekend at least. Just rest yeah. on your laurels before you keep going. It's it's Sounds a very good. typical Melbourne thing that we come out of lockdown and the first weekend of the lockdown ending it's garbage weather. So Yeah. 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 They knew that this would happen. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, you can uh, take a weekend off if you need to. Well, it is a long weekend too. Oh, it is. I keep forgetting that. I know. Yeah. I work tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Unless you work in like hospitality or something, I guess. That's yeah, true. That, and then I'm I hope, starting I hope to you're working because I'm going to still want to go get a coffee. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, definitely. What's your um favorite local? Just out of curiosity. Um, oh, I've, I've been, been going to Lux. Lux every day, pretty oh, much. Oh, nice. Yeah. Awesome. But um. Not necessarily my favourite, um, but could be if they could work out some kind of sponsorship deal there, I'd be happy to say Ooh. they're my favourite. Yeah. Nice. But yeah, yeah, they could be. They could be my favourite. I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I'm going to need some convincing. There is yeah. that strip club in America that um, where Motley Crue filmed the film clip for Girls, Girls, Girls. So every 15 minutes they play Girls, Girls, Girls. Oh so maybe, God. like, oh you could, like, get some deal with Lux where they only play Sex Cauldron every, oh, that like, every 15 minutes. Absolute hell. <laughs> <laughs> like, it would only be hell for the workers. I would thoroughly enjoy that. Let's be real. But... Even girls, girls, girls every 15 minutes would oh. just be... Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's real a tough, tough yeah. sell. <laughs> that's, that's not a good time. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Molly Crew. <laughs> So I am uh, beginning to ramble, and that means that that's usually the good time to to end an episode. So <laughs> we're going to uh, to give a huge thank you to you, Jono, and give you the platform to uh, to to plug, yeah, plug socials, uh, plug oh. where we can buy Doctor Colossus music, merch, anything, upcoming events. Go yeah. for it. The floor is yours. So we've got a. Show coming up in Melbourne in a few weeks if the lockdowns all lift mm-hmm. fine. Um, it's stay gold, isn't it? I stay gold. Did that classic um, thing where I was like, "Oh, I'd like to go to that sold out." Fuck. <laughs> yeah, it's sold out, but there might there might be a few tickets pop up Ooh. towards the end of it because there'll be quite a few people that can't make the new date. So yeah, I suspect, true. Suspect there'll be a few pop up, and then um, Geelong we're playing on the seventeenth of July. Yeah, and we'll probably try and reschedule our East Coast tour towards the end of the year. Yeah, and DrColossusTheBand.com will get you to any merch or info or stuff like that 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 you may want. Nice. Well, thank you once again. As Hannah Gadsby would say, very good. As Mr. Burns would say, excellent. True. Shit. <laughs> we can um, have it a lot. <laughs> yeah, the broad spectrum. I guess it's either Hannah Gadsby or The Simpsons. So yeah, <laughs> that's great. That's all you can ask. That's exactly. A, that's a perfect blend. Yeah. Well, yeah. thanks for having me. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you so much.
Spoon from a bigger wood.